1: So let's get into some recruiting talk here, Sean.
2: Let's so
1: at, as, you, as you stated, right? Big weekend this past weekend for Notre Dame football. Not only for the simple fact that not only for the simple fact that he that Notre Dame won the football game against BYU out in Vegas, uh-huh. Shamrock series game, 28-20. Fantastic. There was also a nice little crowd of Notre Dame commits that were on campus for the game, man, which was cool to see. I mean, you mentioned they're getting the star treatment. I mean, I, I saw so many pictures of people just taking pictures with Drake Bowen and all those guys, man. You had Jaden Greathouse on campus. You had Braylon James. You had Jack Larson. You had Cooper Flanagan. You had Joe Odding. So many great players that were on campus that are currently committed to Notre Dame in either the 2023 or 2024 recruiting class. And we just—I just put a little update from me and Sean on the message board here, pretty recently. Boris.IrishBreakdown.com, by the way, just giving you a little insight into some of the some of the fun that these recruits were having this past weekend, Sean, which was really cool to see. I know I talked to Cooper Flanagan, and he was just talking about, you know, the just the the energy around the game right yeah. it was just so incredible said he went to a steakhouse after the game got to do some karaoke it was just a really fun time for a lot of these recruits man I talked to Glenn James who is a friend of the podcast was on the podcast before Braylon James's dad that was like you know Notre Dame had a great turnout it was like 70 percent Notre Dame fans in the stands for that football game so talked a lot about you know just the atmosphere how incredible the game was. Debbie Otting and, and uh, Joe Otting's mother, who's also on the podcast before, talked a lot about, you know the trip and just waking up on a Sunday morning with a Notre Dame victory and just how sweet it was and making that trip and everything. And it, it was just a really awesome weekend, man, for a lot of these recruits. So I know you had the chance to talk to a couple of commits as well that were on campus, and it was just a phenomenal uh, weekend for those guys.:
0: We're driven by the search for better.
3: If you love drinking coffee every morning, you have to check out Trade Coffee. Trade makes it super easy to get the best coffee delivered fresh from the finest local roasters around the country. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it so simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment required. Trade partners with the nation's top rated independent roasters to send you coffee that they know you'll love. Fresh to your home and on your preferred schedule and you get to support small local businesses, which is a win-win. Whether you already know what you like or are new to specialty coffee and need some help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans for however you make coffee at home. My wife likes a dark roast with full flavor, and every brand we've tried has lived up to the billing. Whether it's the Big City Blend from Joe's Coffee, the Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters, or the Holmes Blend from Sparrow's, Every cup has not only had a pleasing aroma while brewing, but also a rich, full taste. So whether you're just getting started or a coffee aficionado looking to discover something new, Trade guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll send you a new one for free. Upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork out of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your subscription, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com irish. That's drinktrade.com slash irish for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. That's drinktrade.com slash irish.
2: Yeah, I think the the, uh, fandom picture-taking thing, Drake, who pretty much goes to every game, he's become kind of, it's become normalized for him. You know, he expects it, but it was on a much larger scale out there in Vegas. But Cam Williams was the one for me that was just kind of like, yo, this is crazy. Like, people actually knew who I was. It was like, of course. Like, this is Notre Dame. And I think they had an opportunity to soak in, like, yo, this isn't even South Bend. And this is how we roll? Like, we're 2,000 miles away from South Bend, and the vibe is crazy. And he said BYU fans were loud and just added to the overall environment. So everything was fantastic. You know, and what a better stage. There's no better stage than Allegiant Stadium. Ryan, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to, to visit. I hope you do. At some point, It's one. Of the, it's the greatest venue to watch a football game, in my mm-hmm. opinion, right now. Just the seating, the way it's laid out, everything, the seats they had was a perfect view for the majority of the touchdowns that Notre Dame scored, and they were just into it. All those guys were sitting together in the same section. Their parents were right there. Just a great experience, and, you know, they they moved as a unit. Yep. Like before the game, during the game, even after the game. You know, talking to the fans and, and having access to the coaches after the game and some of the players on the team, then going out and just enjoying Vegas. That's why my response, once I got the emojis, <laughs> my response was safe travel. I'll talk to you I'll talk right. To you, right. you get that, just safe travel. Because I already yeah. know you're trying to get the full experience. And it, it probably was a little bit different than South Bend. Yeah, <laughs> just a little uh, bit. Just a little, a little different. Bit. Just a little bit.
1: Oh, man. It, it was a great – it was just a great weekend, though, man, because like you said, sham. like we said, Shamrock Series, victory, recruits yes. were – it, it, one thing that a couple recruits told me as well was, Sean, like the, the white jerseys were even more icy in, in person, man. Like that, those
2: things. So we talked about that. Did you like yeah. them better on TV, that they popped for you? Yes. yes. From the broad pass. Okay. I think
1: so. Yeah. I I liked them, man. I I actually liked them from the start. I mean, like the shoulder like gold is like a little yeah. weird to me at points, but like yeah. I thought the I thought the weights looked great, man. I really did. I, I liked them a lot. So yeah. and the and the recruits liked them a lot too, which yeah. is more important than than 30 year old Ryan Roberts liking <laughs> them, right? But either way, it was really cool to see, man. It, no, again, they pop I, I
2: agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. I withheld, you know, my pu- my sorry, my viewpoint on the uniforms until the broadcast. And it was immediate, you know, yeah. like even in the pregame, I'm watching them on the field and I'm like, okay, those are sweet. Yeah, man. Those, nah, those, were, those are sweet. Those are sweet. So they were like, dope. Yeah. Like like Bertrand said, drip. The drip was at an all-time high for Notre Dame on a Saturday night.
1: Because I'll say this, Sean, they even had a nice contrast to the BYU uniforms, which is also pretty cool, yeah, right? Like, Rockies, they, yeah, yeah. Because I actually kind of like BYU's uniforms. Like, I like I like the royal blue. I like the blacks. Like, they're nice. They're, they're nice yeah. uniforms, in my opinion. So it, I thought it was really nice contrast. Just I know this isn't a uniform podcast, but like, let's talk it out a little bit, man. It was fun. It was a fun time. So that's what we had this past weekend, which was awesome to see. And running to make a real quick, real quick. um thing that I messed up on real quick. So Bertrand's Twitter handle, Bertrand Berry's Twitter handle is btrain92. I think I said 95 or 25 earlier. That was my fault. btrain92 on Twitter if you want to go check it out. And I already see a bunch of great questions getting thrown in the chat here. So we'll have a mailbag at the end. So keep throwing those in, man. We'll keep starring those throughout this podcast. Sean, another huge weekend coming up for Notre Dame. Notre Dame going to be back at home against Stanford. We mm-hmm. are, as we speak, continuing to add players that will be visitors. This is 2023 mm-hmm. recruit-centric right now. There will yeah. also be some 2024 kids we anticipate. We know of one high-profile 2024 kid that will already be in attendance. Yeah. So let's talk about where some of these recruits are in their recruitment, what this, what this visit might mean for them. And Mm -hmm. what we should be kind of anticipating for this weekend on the recruiting side of things. So, we reported about a week ago, a week and a half ago, the biggest moment on campus is, is of course, Jeremiah Love, 2023, running back out of Christian Brothers in St. Louis. We'll be back on campus Mm -hmm. for the Stanford game. We've talked a lot about how Notre Dame is trending in the great direction. But I'll say this, Sean. What a great sign for Notre Dame's chances to close this one out because that's what they're in right now. They've been in closing closing time for a little bit here, but another great opportunity for Notre Dame to maybe put the finishing touches on the Jeremiah Love commitment, uh, recruitment, I should say, this weekend against Stanford.
2: That'll be fantastic, right? He'll lead somewhat of a contingent of fellow St. Louisans I I just recently found out that that's how you name the citizens of St. Louis. And um, it's going to be great. You've done a great job covering it, Uh, understanding the back and forth, uh, Notre Dame being in a closing and then eventually being in a battle with Texas A&M down the stretch and how his family's felt and how he's felt. And at the end of the day, you know, we have all felt very strongly about, Notre Dame's chances of landing in a commitment from the young man. And mm-hmm. despite, you know, to all the Johnny-come-latelys, you know, we kind of stood on that. Yep, And then that's, you know, his, his recruitment, and I pointed this out and he agreed, I think his recruitment is similar to Christian Gray's recruitment.
1: It's a decent comparison. Explain and- that, Sean. Expand yeah. on that.
2: Yeah. Early on, it was like, yeah, there was a chance like, yo, yeah, he loves Notre Dame. There was no question. Like he loves Notre Dame. Right. And then, you know, he gets more interest from other schools and he, he starts to take trips and opens it up a little bit more. And then you start to hear the whispers about, you know, for Christian, it was Ohio State and LSU and the relationship to you know, his one-time high school coach that was now the secondary coach at LSU and how important that is to him, their relationship. And all we heard from, in particular, Mike Mickens was, you know, he just doesn't know that he's a Notre Dame guy yet, but he will when all things are said and done. And Notre Dame just stayed with it. And it's the same thing with Jeremiah. Like, they've stayed with him through everything, whatever he had to go through, whatever process, whatever he had to think about, okay, you need to get your parents on campus. That's important. We'll finally get them on campus. And they just stayed with him, believing that in the end, he was going to recognize that he is a Notre Dame kid. Yep. And that was pretty much what they knew from the start and what he knew from the start. The way their recruitment has gone is very similar. And, you know, the fact that they have the relationship they have, That's why, you know, when I would talk to Christian and he'd flat out say, look, he, he knows, he knows. And and Christian can say that because he had his own experience going through that same process. So,
1: yep. This is what I love. And and I've had a, a, I I feel like I have a good relationship with Jeremiah and Mm -hmm. and people around Jeremiah. Right. So this is what I'll say about it. He is a great fit with Notre Dame. And -hmm. let's talk about that. Right. Great students. He wants to go pre-med, most likely, if not engineering. Like He is a top-notch student. He's a northern kid. He is a dynamic athlete. Everything about Jeremiah Love, and he's very focused. He's laser-focused as far Mm -hmm. as what he wants to get accomplished, right? Everything about Jeremiah Love says Notre Dame. But to your point, Sean, right? Notre Dame is getting pushed because, hey, Texas A&M really wants Jeremiah Love. Michigan, surprisingly, actually did a really good job in Jeremiah Love's recruitment. Oregon has done a good job getting in a little later than those schools, but making their late push, right? Yeah. yeah. And despite those pushes, and despite what you hear from clickbait media out there, Notre Dame has, in my opinion, for several months now, and especially recently, has been the leader in the clubhouse for Jeremiah Love. Now, all that being said, need to close it down the stretch here, right? Like they need yeah. to put the, the cherry on top. Touches, but, yeah. But you, I would not want to be any other school in this recruitment other than Notre Dame right now. So Notre Dame is in a great spot. Jeremiah Love is very, very open and very excited about the prospects of Notre Dame. Big opportunity on, on the Stanford game to potentially close this one. So that's yeah. where we are with, with Jeremiah Love, and I'm excited about it. We have a comment about uh, about how good ru- Notre Dame's running back room could be if Jeremiah Love commits, and trust me, we will talk about that. We will talk about that here in the mailbag section of today. Sean, another big commitment uh, – commitment.
3: <laughs>
1: Not committed to the University of Notre Dame. That was a slip of the tongue. Another big recruit that will be on campus that is high on Notre Dame. It's early, and it's very mm-hmm. early. Because Notre Dame has not offered this young man until a couple weeks ago. So he is still learning about Notre Dame. Notre Dame is still learning about him. But this is Brandon Hillman, who is a 2023 athlete out of the state of Virginia, Sean. Plays option quarterback for his team in high school. Well, not option quarterback. He's a quarterback that can run very well on the high school level. Dynamic athlete, though, that is viewed, depending on who you ask, as a running back, as a quarterback, as a wide receiver. As a linebacker, as a safety, as a rover, doesn't matter. Regardless, he is a very, very talented athlete, potentially on the next level. Brandon Hillman gets offered a couple weeks ago by Notre Dame, and since then, Sean, Tennessee has come. A A lot of schools, East Coast schools have come, Virginia Tech, Virginia. There's been a lot of schools now that are very interested in a Brandon Hillman. And I want to put this out there again. Because I know people have asked this several times. And I just want to reiterate it again because it's a great question. Does this have anything to do with where they stand with Jeremiah Love? Well, no, it doesn't. They want Brandon Hillman as an athlete in this class, right? So he's not – maybe he ends up as a running back. They don't know, though. They don't know. So that, with that being said, Sean, Notre Dame wants Brandon Hillman in this class. He is absolutely a take for Notre Dame as we speak. Absolutely. So a big opportunity because Brandon Hillman has never been to campus at Notre Dame yet. So him coming up for an official to South Bend, we're going to really see very quickly where Brandon Hillman, like how much interest he has and where this fit could potentially be if he's able to, if Notre Dame's able to hit this one out of the park.
2: This weekend could be one of those weekends that you never thought would be a big weekend, but looking back on it in December when guys are finally sending in their letters of intent, you're like, okay, that was one of the key weekends in the fall for Notre Dame from a recruiting standpoint. And getting this young man on campus, look, I love his defensive film just about as much as I love his quarterback film. Like, you see the athleticism, hurling guys, running long touchdowns, delivering blows, as a safety, the kid can do it all. Very athletic, rangy. Like if you put him on the defensive side of the ball, he can be rangy. And I'm sure you, with your mind, you can already see whether, oh man, we could put him at Rover. We could put him here. He can make an impact. I just yep. think the overall depth that is being built from a roster standpoint. Is just absolutely insane. It's just insane. Like, I'll be honest with you, Ryan. I will look at the returning skill set, skill positions, and look at the incoming skill positions, and I wouldn't mind that Drew Pine and Tyler Buckner walked out into the field in the spring with swords in their hands. Because I would battle to the death to be the one throwing to all of these different weapons. As an as a quarterback, Nick, that's I'll be I will be willing to die on the field to win that starting job. As gifted as Notre Dame is going to be, and as talented and fast as they're going to be at the skill positions next season, and it's going to be absolutely amazing if things go the way we believe they could end up. And they close the deal with guys like Hillman, Jeremiah Love on campus. Heck, Ryan Wingo coming to campus, possibly joining the twenty four class. The list goes on and on. But we can look back at the Stanford weekend and say it was one of the most important weekends from a recruiting standpoint when things are all said and done.
1: Yeah, it's going to be very important for the 2023 class. We'll talk a lot about the the Clemson game. Obviously, that's going to be – I mean, there's going to be 2023 kids on campus, obviously, and most commits will be on campus. That's going to be the biggest recruiting weekend of the year. But I think that one, when we're talking about what it impacts most, we're going to be talking about the 2024 class, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's going to be the class that you're like, okay. Because 2023 will be pretty much filled out at that point. I mean, there's going to be a couple guys in Notre Dame still going to be recruiting. But again, we'll, we'll see where it goes with this one. But I agree with you, Sean. Brandon Hillman, like literally whatever college you're talking about, right? Whether you're talking about the new offers, the old offers, there are some colleges that legitimately see him as quarterback. There are some colleges that legitimately see him as a running back. There are some that see him as an offensive weapon, a wide receiver. I see him. Similar to you, where I'd be like, man, I would love to put him at Rover and let him be Jeremiah Wusakorum, right? Like that's what I would, that's what I see with him. But regardless, someone asked on this show, trying to find the comment real quick because it was a good question. Here it is. It was from Irish Mojo25 that said, What position are they looking at Hillman for? And the answer, Irish Mojo, is they don't know. Right. Like it's whatever he ends up being, they'll let it happen. He is going to be an athlete in this class and wherever he fits, he fits, man. Like he could end up at running back. He can end up on defense. I don't know. and I don't think the staff knows either from everything that I've gathered. I don't think the staff has said like, this is the position we definitely want you at. They love the versatility. They refer to him as an athlete. This is an athlete that you want to work with and develop. Right. So that's Brandon Hillman. Last guy I want to talk about, Sean which is a – and let me let me just pull this one up because it's a good question, a follow-up from Iris Mojo who said, does Hillman have a preference? So, Iris Mojo, from what we have been to- told and gathered, for a long time, Hillman wanted to just be a quarterback, okay? He wanted to be a quarterback. So his offer list wasn't expansive, right? But right. What, but recently, probably last month or so, he is completely open to play whatever position gets him on the field. So he has got thrown about the quarterback thing. Like, if you want him to play me a quarterback, awesome. But he is open to playing any position that a team feels could be a benefit to them. Right? So that's where we are with Brandon Hillman. He, a lot of different spots, potentially. So, Sean, last guy, and you mentioned him already, that we have <laughs> for sure going to be on campus. And, again, the – Visitor list at boards.irishbreakdown.com is going to be expanding over the next couple of days because we expect a few more visitors that are going to be there for the Stanford game, both 2023 and 2024 alike. But the last humongous visitor on campus is Ryan Wingo, 2024 wide receiver out of St. Louis University, of course, in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Sean, we've talked a whole lot about, hey, Jeremiah Love potentially, Christian Gray, flashback to Gabriel Rubio. We're talking about Ryan Wingo now in the 2024 class. We can talk about Jeremiah McClellan, the Christian brothers wide receiver in 2024 that Notre Dame likes as well. Let's talk Ryan Wingo, man. This is now going to be the fourth time on campus, I believe, for Ryan Wingo. So again, man, I know it's not like a crazy far trip, but people keep asking, is Notre Dame a legit contender for Ryan Wingo? And I keep coming back to, why would he have been on campus so many times if he wasn't, if they weren't a legit contender, man? There is real interest here for Ryan Wingo. I'm not calling them the frontrunner because I'll say this there's a lot of teams that would love to have a Ryan Wingo. He's a five star caliber player for, for a reason, right? Yeah. But the fact that he keeps making the trip back should tell you all you know. Actions speak louder than words. Yes, Absolutely. Notre Dame is in on Ryan Wingo.
2: Absolutely. And I'll give you this little tidbit. There might be one more wide receiver from the St. Louis area coming. 2024 teammate of Jeremiah Love, wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan from Christian Brothers as well, might be making a trip. We're waiting for him to solidify those plans. And also, there will be a St. Louis photo shoot. I've been told that. There will be a St. Louis photo shoot. Of all four recruits from St. Louis, they're expected to be at the Stanford game. So that should be exciting. Can't wait for those pictures to hit social media sometime, probably Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. When you talk about Ryan Wingo, some view him definitely number one at the position in the country in the 24 class. But more than anything else, he's top five. It's based upon your preference, based upon the publications top five wide receiver top 50 kid in the nation when he starts to make that many trips that lets you know and he has a great relationship with cam williams great relationship with cam williams i was talking to cam asking if he was going to be at the stanford game he said yes he didn't know ryan was coming and as soon as he found out he was like i'm calling him right now so they continue to build a great relationship those are the two first of the first two receivers you get in 24, Williams and Wingo, I'm cool with that law firm leading the way. I'm very cool with that law firm leading the way. But like you said, Ryan, him coming and reading the tea leaves, that is his actions, you have to feel really good about where Notre Dame sits in terms of landing the five-star wide receiver out of St. Louis University in St. Louis, Missouri. And just his relationship with Cam Williams – and CJ Carr as well Bowls okay. well.
1: And I'll also put this out there. And I'm I am listen to what I'm saying. Do not misconstrue what I'm saying. Do not turn my my words around here. Okay. All I'll say here is that if Notre Dame signs Jeremiah Love, if he gets a commitment for Jeremiah Love, that will be a huge momentum boost for the mm-hmm. Ryan Wingo commitment. I mean yes. recruitment. Okay. Yes. Again, not it's not a. It's not a one for one. It's not a, a a you know a partner deal here. I'm not saying that. It's not a joint thing. What I'm saying though is, is that Jeremiah Love and Ryan Wingo do have a relationship and it will help the recruitment. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So we'll see what happens. But again, feel pretty good about where Notre Dame is with Ryan Wingo as it stands. Long way away from being over, obviously. And again, we're not calling Notre Dame a front runner. Just saying that they'll be in it until the end, in my opinion. We had a question for Irish Mojo, another great question. Irish Mojo 25 said, Any idea on Wingo's timeline? Last time I talked to someone close to, to Ryan Wingo, Irish Mojo, it was next spring summer commitment before senior year. That was kind of what they're looking at, right? So we got a little of time until Ryan Wingo makes a decision, but that's kind of where we're sitting as we currently are. So, Sean, yeah. that's the visitor list for this week so far, man. Again, there's a lot of, a lot of things that will be figured out as far as final 2023-2024 guys that will be on campus for the Stanford game. But as of right now, again, go to the visitor list at boardsirishbreakdown.com and you'll keep updated as far as what commits will be on campus, what visitors, what uncommitted players, 2023, 2024, 2025. We'll even have all that stuff updated for you all. So make sure to check out the board there at irishbreakdown.com. All right, Sean, last part of the recruiting pro, uh, recruiting show for today that I want to cover before we hit the mailbag. Again, keep throwing in those questions in the mailbag. We'll hit a lot of those today. want to talk, as we always do, about the standouts from high school football this past weekend. Notre Dame commits in the 2023 and 2024 class. Mm-hmm. Week 7 update. I put the the – peace out this morning I'm putting it in the chat right now in case anybody wants to see it or wants to follow along cuz again I am a I am a visual learner I'm not an audible learner so I like to look at things as I kind of as I kind of listen right so Sean it was another impressive week for Notre Dame commits in, on um, In action for high school football, I guess, first and foremost, man, it's not in this piece. I think that we should talk real quick about CJ Carr having a a little bit of a rough, rough one this past weekend and his team losing seven to nothing. All right, I think, I think, uh, CJ Carr went like six of 20 or something like that in this football game. It was, it was not a good showing, man. And he had like five straight weeks of really good football. It was a down week for C.J. Carr, so let's just throw that out there. Let's leave it there. I know people are going to overreact to it, but C.J. Carr's been very good for the majority of the season, but he did not have his best one, obviously, this uh, this past weekend.
2: No, by no means did he have. You know, I've look, I've seen some of the best Midwest high school quarterbacks come through the Chicago area. I've gone to Indianapolis and watched kids, Wisconsin. These games happen. Right. And then you get so geeked, you know, in our business, you get so geeked to finally go watch a kid in person. And then you get a performance like this one and you're like. "Okay, I don't really know how to report on this other than stats and just kind of just let it lie there. And that's, you know, we just have to let this stinker just lay there and eventually the stench will go away. Right. If you keep you keep stirring it up, then the, the aroma will stay there for a while. So we're just going to let this stinker stay there. Eventually, it'll dry up, go away, and we'll get back to seeing the CJ card that we expect to continue to grow into the five-star quarterback that most people believes believe that he is. Don't overreact.
1: I know it's impossible for us out there, but please do not overreact to this. It's just one bad game. I want to talk about a really fun game, though, Sean, OTR trucker, Joe put it out there. And that was actually where we wanted to start here on the positive notes of Mm -hmm. Notre Dame's recruiting, uh, performances from past weekend. That Derby versus May's game was insane. Sean, it sure was this game. I have the stats here, right? So he's talking about May's high school and Derby Derby. Of course is the home of 2023 wide receiver running back wide receiver commits, but plays running back on the level Dylan Edwards, their team fell one point short, 52 to 51, 103 points scored, Sean. And on the day, these offenses totaled for over a thousand yards of total offense. So they were they were pretty good. They were uh, it was a pretty um entertaining football game it this past weekend. Mays came out on top. If Mays sounds familiar to Notre Dame fans, also it is the school. Of Avery Johnson, who is a 2023 quarterback that Notre Dame is still in talks with, right? Still trying Mm -hmm. to potentially get him to flip, but he is committed as of right now to the to Kansas State to the Wildcats. So Mm -hmm. in this Sean, uh, in this game, Sean Dylan Edwards 192 total yards and two more touchdowns. I mean, he's just on a tear this season, man. He's averaging over 10 yards a pop. Has like almost 900 running rushing yards so far this season for the team that is now. I, I think they are. Five and two on the season or four and two on the season.
2: Yeah.
1: Also, in this game, though, I wanted to highlight outside of just highlighting Dylan Edwards, Avery Johnson had 531 total yards and seven touchdowns in this game, Sean. He erased. Mays was down 20 points at one point in this game, came back and led the game winning drive with less than a minute left. So, this was a ridiculous game. This Mays and Derby game for this past weekend, 52 to 51 in favor of Mays.
2: Yo, can you imagine the conversations that was that was going on on that field? Because they didn't face each other, you know, like Jeremiah Love and Christian being able to be on the field at the same time, offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys are offensive players, but can you imagine like pregame sideline talking? Like, yeah, okay, it's great, fantastic game. I wish I had been in the building. Because you just, just love to see those type of games. It could have been a 24 to 25 game, but it would have been a great game. The fact that it was high scoring and you had the comeback and you had the performance by Edwards and Avery Johnson, those things just added to a classic. And you, know, you come up with a win like that, you tip your cat to Avery Johnson and just let them know on the way out, okay. You're just going to the wrong school. That's all. That's fantastic. We appreciate how you played tonight. Just need to change where you're going. That's all.
3: Yep,
1: Sean. I posted a link in this in this uh, in this piece under the Dylan Edwards section. Taylor Eldridge on Twitter at Taylor Eldridge put this nasty cut that he had in this game where it was just I saw that it was ridiculous. It was, it was dumb, man. It was just dumb. Dump, 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 dump,
2: dump. And you say to yourself, oh boy, once again, I'm telling you, Ryan, if I could, you know, uh, what was the name of that show where uh, Scott Bakula would not, not Scott Bakula, but uh, he would transfer or like time uh, travel into someone else's body?
1: Oh. And, like, after,
2: uh, what was the name of that show? It was back in the 80s. Oh, I know exactly
1: what you're talking
3: about. Oh, you know about. what
2: I'm talking I'm about? Like, like if that happened too. to me. If that happened to me and I ended up in either Drew Pines or Tyler Buckner's body and I experienced next year's camp, I'm telling you. Like, (laughs) yo, I'm coming after you. That's just how much talent is coming. Quantumly. Yes. Quantum. Quantum leap. Quantum Quantum leap. Thanks, guys. Yo, you have to be super excited. And I know they have to focus on this season. So they're not thinking about that right now. But
1: We got a lot of people that are Quantum Leap fans apparently. Yeah, I see that.
2: I see it. Yeah, his first name was Scott. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's funny though, man. Hopefully, Sean, though, if you do make that transition, hopefully hopefully you get the trust of the staff in a a decent amount of time. All (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I have also seen Quantum Leap, though that was a good reference by you. It was a good reference. All right, so let's go to the next performance, Sean. Jane Greathouse's team, Westlake, continues their undefeated stretch. They defeated Anderson sixty-six to seventeen. Of course, out of the state of Texas. Sean, I wanted to throw this one in because it was not a good stat line for mm-hmm. Jane Greathouse in this game because he was out by halftime. <laughs> it was just a ridiculous game for for uh, for the Westlake team, but Sean. 46 straight, straight victories now for this team, including the last three state championships. But the thing that got him on the list is that Jaden hold in his 200th career reception yeah. while a member of the varsity team for Westlake. And he also caught his 49th touchdown or 49th total touchdown in his career, Sean. So he is one touchdown away from 50. On the uh, in his career, and he hit over t- he hit his 200th career reception. So, quick celebration of the career of Jaden Greathouse at Westlake. Man, he has just been a dude since he was a freshman there. You
2: think they're going to retire his jersey one day? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes they are. Yes, they are. No doubt about it. I think so. I think so. And that's what you. I think he definitely will have the most. Of the highest expectations from the fan base from that group in totality might he have the highest expectations in the 23 class? Uh, immediately. Other than Peyton, other than Peyton probably. Peyton immediately.
1: On yeah. the other side of the football, I think that yeah. people are going to expect Jaden Greyhouse to come in and play very yeah. quickly. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And all I'll say is this, folks, and I'm not throwing shade at the coaching staff right now, but having talked to Jaden Greathouse, if there is some BS that Jaden Greathouse can't pick up the playbook in a a decent amount of time, don't want to hear it. Just don't want to hear it. That kid is exceptionally bright. I do not want to hear it. Football smart. In the classroom, smart. He is, yeah. I I think that Jaden, you have immediate potential for Greathouse to come in and play a lot of football. So, yes. Big time, big time performance again! Congratulations, James. because I know he does yeah. listen to the show sometimes. So, congratulations, Jaden, if you're listening on 200th career reception and 49th touchdown of your career, and good luck next week as you play Dripping Springs. Who Dripping right. Springs, Sean is also six and zero, so should be a yeah. nice little test, and yeah. he potential first 50th career touchdown. So, n- congratulations, Jaden. Moving on, Braylon James. Sean, two straight losses for Stony Points. They lost to Cedar Ridge 44-20. I wanted to throw this one in there because Braylon James has been on a nice tear the last couple games. He had five catches for 180 yards last game. This past week, he had seven catches for 90 more yards and another touchdown in this loss. On the season, he has 21 receptions for 468 yards and four touchdowns. That is 22.3 yards per reception. And how impressive that is, Sean, is that last year he had like 47 catches for like 500-something yards when he was still a part of Dell Valley. He has had a phenomenal season. He's shown his ability to win at the catch point, down the football field, and creating explosive plays. So happy that he's having a lot of success. Another impressive week for Braylon James. And also, again, he made the trip out to Vegas. So we got to see him in Vegas too, which was pretty cool to see.
3: Learn more at marines.com.
2: I'm jealous of these kids making this Vegas trip. Right, right. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, man. Ooh, wow, man. 17 in Vegas. Must be nice. But like you said, Braylon James, once again, I think you've talked about it pretty consistently. Probably the higher ceiling of the wide receiver group. Mm -hmm. And... You know, of course, he's not at a top-notch program. He's at a good program. But nowhere near, you know, the program, Westlake. It's not (laughs) Westlake. Programs like that. No. So, you know, but you talk about locked in. Mm -hmm. Kids are just locked in. Like, you can point to this, Ryan. And this is, like, no disrespect to the task at hand for most of these guys. All the guys I cover and I talk to, if I ask them today, you can end your high school season and go start training in South Bend. Would you do it? 50% of the class would probably do it. 50% of the kids would probably be like, yeah, I'll. you can forget the rest of high school. I'm good. Just, man, just let me go right now and start training for my freshman year. That's how locked in they are. To Notre Dame, like they're still going out, performing, doing what they have to do, but they are so ready to be a part of the program. And yes. when you start feeling that and hearing that from these guys, man, you you get excited about the future for the program. Absolutely.
1: Want to answer this from Drunk v- Video re- real quick. This is what is he drinking? Because he said, I have a lot of energy right now. I'm drinking water, sir. It's all I need. It's all I need. Natural you're energy, a, baby. You're not an energy
2: drink guy, are you?
1: Now, I was when I was in college, and then I figured out how bad energy drinks are for you, so I stopped very quickly. I stopped drinking soda. So, you know, just a, more of a iced tea water kind of guy nowadays. So Yeah, you know,
2: I, I was a Mountain Dew guy in college. It stayed I, up. I used, to, I used to love Mountain Dew
1: back in yeah. the day. I used to drink yeah. the, uh when I was in in college, I used to drink the energy drink, the, the tilts, or is, is it yes. Mountain Dew tilt, or whatever yeah. it is? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. That stuff is delicious, man. That Mountain Dew energy drink was phenomenal.
2: That's that. Brief, that's that. Uh, incredible Hulk stuff. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, man.
1: No, it was good though. It was really good. Might need to get one of those one day soon, just to relive. Cam Williams, Sean Glenbard South defeated West Chicago forty-one to eight. Sean, what can't what can't Cam Williams do, man? Can we just start there? I mean, so hey, he just had on the offense side of the ball. And again, they dominate this game, so they didn't need him a ton on the offensive side of the football. But my mm-hmm. man had four, three catches for 97 yards. Two of them went for touchdowns. Oh, man. And, Sean, even – I wouldn't say more impressively because he had two long touchdown catches, 33 and a 43-yarder in this game. But he also played defense and yeah. had two interception returns for touchdowns, one for 28, one for 69. Yeah. So my guy on four plays – had 173 yards and four touchdowns at this game. Cam uh, Williams is a pretty good football player, man. He's decent, decent player.
2: Mm, he's all right. He's all right, man. He's all right. But no, all things aside, man, his team and his performance right now, to be honest, they've hit the part of their schedule where they want to go out, perform, and stay healthy, right? Uh, most teams in the state of Illinois have like two games left on their schedule, There's a lot of jockeying going on for playoffs. Teams are fighting for their playoff uh, viability and uh, their lives. And they feel comfortable with where they are. They know these last two games are going to dictate whether or not they get the uh, conference championship, which is going to be huge and will play into their seating. So, yeah, it's very important right now. Two biggest games in their schedule coming up. And if he continues to do what he's been doing in these last two games, we already think he's the real deal. Right. And I think going into the summer, you're going to see his ranking continue to go up nationally because people are starting to see the film and see who this kid really is. You know, because nationally, you know, you see Glenn Bard, Illinois, and like, all right. But now you look at not just the numbers, but what he's doing on film and the multiple ways he's able to score and how great he is with the ball in his hands and how he's improved as a route runner, which he pointed out is the main thing he took from the Irish invasion in his time with Chancey Stuckey. He's becoming an all-around great playmaker, not just wide receiver, just a playmaker, and only to think that he has another full year to get even better before he gets to college. Good
1: things to come. And, and Cam's, li- Cam's listed, despite only being junior, at 6'2", 6'3", somewhere in that ballpark, oh. 185 pounds. Great frame, Sean. And the thing that Notre Dame loves outside of just the talents on the field is he also ran four four seven, I believe, at a Notre Dame camp as well. So my yeah. guy can run. He's long. He's athletic. I'm going to say something, Sean, and I just want you to react to it. Immediate mm-hmm. reaction. Ready? I do not think it's – un. I-, I don't think that it's a big push – to say that at the end of the day, there's a really talented 2024 wide receiver group. We talked about Ryan Wingo a ton, fantastic player. Talked about Micah Hudson in the past out of Texas, who's a fantastic football player. Brito Richardson, really good football player. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of talented receivers in the 2024 class. I would not be shocked that Cam Williams is eventually a five-star and the number one receiver in the country in 2024. I would not be shocked. I wouldn't. I think he's that talented. I do.
2: Out of your words... So that happens like I, you know, that's pretty much what I was saying. You went further and just kind of like stepped on top of the words that I put out there. You're absolutely right. I mean, look, the question was always nationally hasn't been seen. That's really what it was nationally hasn't been seen. And now he's picking up that buzz. Cam really hasn't been a big as big camping as far as some other kids. And, you know, he'll go around and do some more seven on seven stuff this summer and get right. out there a little bit more. First of all, because nationally, there's going to be more requests for certain tournaments for him to come and show up. Because, like I said, he's going to continue to ascend up the rankings. The five star wouldn't shock me at all. Nah. Wouldn't shock me at all. But like you said, that race to number one as far as the wide receiver group of 24. He has a lot of good company. A lot of good companies, starting with his own guy that he's forming a relationship with, Ryan Wingo. So it wouldn't shock me. I'm interested to see that race,
1: man, because it's – I mean, it is a crowded wide receiver room in 2024 nationally. I mean, I even mentioned guys like Tysier Denmark and, and, uh, you know, it's (laughs) the in-state kids, right? Like, it's just so many – yeah. So many talented players in 2024 as far as the pass catchers. And Notre Dame is also a good start with a Cam Williams, obviously. Yeah. So last guy I to talk about, Sean, before we get to the nail bag, we talked a lot about Dylan Edwards, who is a wide receiver in the Notre Dame career potentially, who plays running back right now for his high school. I want to talk about a, another player who Notre Dame sees at a different position than what he currently mostly plays in high school. We're going to talk about Micah Bell, who is a, cornerback recruit out of the Kincaid school in Texas they defeated St. Mark's 49 to 14 this past weekend Sean and like I said Michael Bell plays defense in high school he does but he made his biggest impact in this football game at running back ran for Sean 161 yards and two touchdowns okay 161 it's a great number more importantly more impressively he did 161 yards on 10 carries Yeah which is 16.1 yards per carry. That's easy. That's simple math, right? You just move over the decimal, blah, 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 blah. 16.1 yards per rush in this game for Micah Bell. Not yards per reception, not yards per punt return, yards per rush in this football game. Micah Bell, we don't talk about him enough. Dynamic 4-3 speed. He is an absolute baller at his level, and I am very much looking forward to seeing what he does a part of the Notre Dame program.
2: Absolutely. And I was watching, I think it was last week he won the, uh, I forget, it was an award, a prep award from a local station down in Texas for High School Player of the Week with his performance on both sides of the ball. And it was just funny hearing him talk about his older brother because this is his first season playing without his older brother who went on to college. And, you. you know, yeah, and just talking about, you know, the impact of, you know, making his own name. And that was one of the reasons why Notre Dame intrigued him so much is because everything he's done up to this point has been with his brother. And this season, he's had an opportunity to kind of forge his own name, and he's looking at Notre Dame as that opportunity as well, as getting out of the state of Texas, getting ready to forge his own name and walk his own path. And dude, the the word for the 23 class is speed, right? Lot like of speed. you, you want to improve speed on the Notre Dame roster? That's what you have. It's, it's, everywhere. it's, it's everywhere. everywhere, it's like, everywhere.
1: Like, again, man, we talked about it. If Notre Dame gets Jeremiah Love, that's a legit like four four high type of athlete. Mm-hmm. Jay Lamar has been timed in the high four fours, low four fives. He can run. Braylon James is a four four seven at electronical timed guy. Jalen Edwards has been electronically timed at, in the four threes. Yeah. Jaden Greathouse is the slow guy, okay? He's the slow guy, right? Charles Jagasaw is a freak in nature at the offensive line position. Sullivan Absher can move for his size as well. Defensively, Micah Bell is a four-three athlete. De- Peyton Bowen has also been timed in the high four-threes, low four-fours. So many guys that can run, man! Like they can all just run. Drake Bowen is no slouch either, man. He can run as well. There's a lot of speed coming, and that's not even including guys. I mentioned Jeremiah Love, but. Tayshawn Lyons, if Notre Dame's able to get Tayshawn Lyons out of Hayward mm-hmm. in uh, Tennyson High School in mm-hmm. Hayward, California. Like, that's yeah. another legit high 4-4, low 4-5 type of dude. Notre Dame has a lot of speed coming to the program. I know it's easy to just kind of, you know, o- o- I don't want to say, you know, obsess over, but like, you know, they lost out on Keon Keeley who decommitted, right? They lost out on Dante Moore who was silently committed to Notre Dame and decided to end up going to Oregon, right? There's been misses in this class, but even though there's misses, Notre Dame still has incredible talent coming to mm-hmm. no, to in the 2023 class. So can we just be happy about that a little bit? Just be happy about that. So
2: look, yeah. when it comes to this coaching staff and I don't excuse Things that happened in the first two games by any means. Sure. We talk about recruiting, development, improvement week to week. You have to feel really good about the overall performance of this coaching staff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just about every positional coach has hit a home run in recruiting in a 23 class, yep. except for. Tommy Reese, who's over the quarterbacks. That's 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 really the only one. You know, but Tommy Reese has been involved with so many other skilled position guys in their recruiting that you still have to give him credit. That's the only thing missing. And if Notre yep. Dame finds a way to flip one of these big time quarterbacks, they'll be a top three class. Yep. It's as simple as that. They will end up a top three class in my opinion. Top five for sure.
1: And I'll I'll say this quarterback. We we've started to hear a little bit of a couple more names that might be out there in the quarterback class. We cannot mm-hmm. put those out there because yeah. we just can't at the moment. Yeah. But there are some names that'll be surfacing in the pretty near future as far as quarterback board for Notre Dame. So yeah. make sure again, boards at IrishBreakdown.com. That's where you'll where you'll hear the news for first as far as what quarterbacks may be on the board. And yes, they are still talking to Avery Johnson, they are still talking to Kenny Minchie. They are still trying their best to make those flips happen, but there also is a couple other really talented quarterbacks that I've had the chance to watch the film on already, by the way, that are exceptionally talented that are that I'm interested to see if Notre Dame can get in with. So keep an eye out for that, BoresightIrishMakedown.com. That, though, is going to do this segment of the Notre Dame Recruiting Hour. We're going to get to the mailbag next. Before we do, you could like this video, share this podcast, Hit that notification bell. And, of course, if you're on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, five-star reviews are very much appreciated. But that's going to do it for this uh, today's Notre Dame Recruiting Hour.